field. And it's called to the right. Hunter on the move. Racing back. It's over his head. It's gone. It's into the bullpen. This game is tied. This game is tied. David Ortiz. David Ortiz. David Ortiz. This is Red Sox Beat on CLNS Radio. I think it would be a big statement if John Farrell started Travis Shaw on opening day, and I'd be totally cool with it. Because I think it would, it, it, if that doesn't give Sandoval motivation to, to play better defense and play better, period, nothing will. I think they're going to make Jeter that first unanimous vote, and I hate that about baseball writers. If you belong in the Hall of Fame, you get voted in the Hall of Fame. Achievement or a new milestone. So don't just be like, hey, we, we signed this player, so we're going to have a ceremony. Like, no, no. Like Now, to your hosts. All right, it's Red Sox Beat here on CLNS Radio. Um, of course, we are brought to you by Loot Crate. The onslaught of big summer blockbusters makes May the perfect time to celebrate some of pop culture's unstoppable, unrelenting, and unbeatable characters and objects. We've got something you can carry, something for your kitchen, and cool figure to go with our monthly tea and pin. Uh, featuring two Marvel Thames plus Warcraft and Dragon Ball Z, no one crate should have all this power. Make sure to head to lootcrate.com backslash CLNS and entering the promo code CLNS will save you $3 on any new subscription. And of course, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at Red Sox underscore Beat. Facebook is Red Sox Beat Podcast. Um, please subscribe to us and rate and review us on iTunes as well as you can listen to us on Stitcher if you're not already. Um, full crew back this week. Uh, what's going on, guys? How are we? We're great. I'm happy to be back this week. I work great. You can speak for me now? Yeah. <laughs> she always speaks for you. Come on now. Okay. Well, I'm good, too. Good weekend. Ready for some bit Red Sox. It's a lot lot going on. Um, new, kind of a disappointing week this week, guys, for the Red Sox. Um Kind of expected more against the Blue Jays. Obviously, we're going to get into that in a second with the recap. But overall, guys, just has to be a disappointing week in your minds, right? Kind of. I guess some of the losses were kind of disappointing, but we'll get to it. But Mookie Betts had kind of a stellar week. Yeah, obviously, still the problem, especially this week, was pitching. It was just bad. And clearly, offense can't win every game for you. They can win some games and most of the games, but not... Not all the games, and the bullpen had a heck of a struggle. And after winning the first two games of the week, yeah, it's not not a great finish to the week. And kind of like, what was that, the week before, where they won the first two games of the week and they were terrible the rest of the time? Hopefully this isn't becoming a trend. Yeah, and that lays the problem of we need more pitching. Um, But we'll get to that. Um, But why don't we let Jess do his thing, um, an improv version of the recap this week. (laughs) I'm less prepared because I have been gone for the weekend. But boy, am I going to do this, and I'm going to do it right. I have faith in you, Jess. Jess, I improv these all the time when I do them, so you'll be just fine. All right. Well, we'll see. I'm not as good on my feet, but I'll do my best. (laughs) Oh, I took that as a compliment. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. Keep flattering yourself. (laughs) I will, because you never compliment me, so I'll take them when I can get them. That's great. Okay. So, um, yeah, the week started on Monday. It was a full slate of seven games this week, four against the Orioles, three against the Jays, and as I just said, a couple of minutes ago, it uh, it started off well. Started off with two wins. We'll start with Monday, seventy-two win for the Red Sox over the Orioles. Looked great for the start start of the week. Sox went up two to games in the uh, division. They were one game going into the week. Uh, Bogarts extended his hitting streak to twenty-three games in this series. At that point, with an RBI double in the third, he already had an R- he already had an RBI in the first inning, so that made it two nothing at that point. Uh, Baltimore tied it up in the fifth with two runs. Jackie Bradley Jr. The amazing man that he is, hit a home run to make it 3-2 Red Sox, and then Explosion City in the eighth inning, a David Ortiz solo home run, and a Marco Hernandez, of all people, three-run homer. This was obviously the Memorial Day afternoon game, and uh, sent all the Red Sox fans home happy with a 7-2 win. Another Stephen Wright masterpiece, another complete game, his third of the season, nine innings, four hits, two runs, five walks, but seven strikeouts, really just... Just uh, two bad innings, one reloaded the bases and got out of it, and then the next one was the one he gave up the two runs in. Other than that, he almost had a 1-2-3 inning in every single inning, and as has been the case for most of the year, the offense bailed him out with, uh, not that he bailed out with two runs, but they got three home runs for him, as I said, seven runs, and boy, Steven Wright has just been an absolute gem this season. Yeah, of course he has, because no one expected him to be, but uh, shout out to Marco Hernandez, too, because that was his first career home run. Um, so big shout out to that. But um, Stephen Wright's been phenomenal, and I think that he he's not going anywhere. I don't I don't I still don't know if I trust him in a playoff situation, but we'll get there when that comes. Um, yeah, but look, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, really <laughs> no choice, unfortunately. But um, he's done well so far. 
He really has. He's been fun to watch. And for somebody who wasn't even supposed to be in starting rotation, I'm very impressed with what I see. And obviously there's going to be bad innings. There's going to be bad starts. But it's how he bounces back and how he gets out of those bad innings. And every game after game, he just proves that he can do this. Yeah, he's... He's really, really picked up the slack at this point. He was five and four with a two forty five ERA, amazing. Um, so the Red Sox took a one nothing series lead, brought it into Tuesday, the last day of a fantastic May for this team, and it was a great game again, six to two final. Red Sox at this point were three games up in the Orioles. The series was looking great. Um, <laughs> this was the start of the Mookie Betts show. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was fun. And this was fun. Calling the show is probably an understatement. Uh, Betts hit a home run in the first to lead off the game. Dustin Pedroia hit one back-to-back with him. It was 2 nothing after one. And then in the second inning, just one small inning later, Betts hit a three-run homer, and it was 5 nothing at that point. Betts with two home runs. We thought that was great. Uh, the Sox didn't score again until the seventh inning. It was 5-2 at this point. And who else? Mookie Betts. Another home run, a solo home run. Two of those were off. Um, Gosman, Kevin Gosman, the last one was off Dylan Bundy, and Betts finished with a three for five day, three runs, three home runs, five RBI, and as we'll get to in a minute, he was not finished, but incredible game, three home runs. This was Eduardo Rodriguez's first start, which was completely overshadowed by Betts' three home runs. <laughs> uh, but Erod pitched well. He pitched six innings, six hits, two runs, three strikeouts, no walks. Didn't pitch so well uh, in the later game, which was today, if you're listening on Sunday. But we'll get to that. He pitched really well in this game. He was he was in command and obviously helped by the offense with two home runs before he even stepped on the mound. So overall, a good game. Betts was fantastic, obviously, and Erod was also great. Yeah, Betts killed it, and Rodriguez came back. And um, I wasn't expecting much from him just because obviously first start back. And but I think Adrenaline helped him. I think he he pitched well. Didn't look like he had complete um, ability to push off, but obviously that'll come in time. But overall, I think he looked fine. Yeah, I do too, and obviously, you know, we'll get to it. He didn't pitch so well later on, but, you know, the offense, that's why we have such great offenses to bail our pitching out sometimes when they can't pitch how they're how we want them to. Yeah, and at this point, with his three home runs, Betts was up to 12 on the season, but we're just getting started here. Um, so, yeah, 2 no week to start. It was great. Everything was looking good. I- Message Jared and told him he's an idiot for picking a two and five week. Turns out he wasn't yes, so much was. of an idiot as it was. No, I really wasn't. <laughs> but we were pretty both both fairly close to to what happened, so not bad. But sure enough, he wasn't an idiot. And uh, well, these next two games were ugly, man. Really, really, really ugly. So first game was Wednesday, a thirteen to nine final. Baltimore wins. So Baltimore snuck back to two games behind at this point. But first, we'll start with the Mookie Betts show. First inning again, just like just like Tuesday. He had a solo home run to lead off the game, one nothing. Difference was in this game, Baltimore scored four runs in the bottom of the first, made it four to one. But just one inning later in that second inning, after a Chris Ru- Chris run, a Chris, Chris Young Ruffles. home run, a Chris a Chris run home Young. <laughs> <laughs> That made it 4-3, to three. and who else? Mookie Betts, second inning home run. He is the first player in Major League history to hit a home run in the first and second innings of two games in a row. Can you believe it? Crazy... Can, yeah. can you believe it? Um, I think the craziest thing, though, is that when he hit the home run after he got thrown at, that was kind of the most telling moment for me of his week, is that they came after him, and he got the next pitch he got up and hit it and said, screw you, don't throw at me. And he just they couldn't find a way to pitch to this guy. Yeah, he was unconscious. Every, I mean, at this point, when he hit the fifth home run, you look at Twitter after that, everyone's just sitting there like it's a movie. They're just like, oh, guess what? Betts is coming up. Like, live TV programming alert. Betts is coming up. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was great. I was getting the ESPN alerts. Like, Mookie Betts goes for his like, next home run. Watch live. And I was like, oh, I am watching live. Thank you. <laughs> like, thank you. I am a, I'm a Red Sox fan. I'm watching. Yeah, when you get a watch live moment, you know it's good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So that was incredible. Five home runs in two days, which was tied for for a uh, a record. That was an overall record, not just a Red Sox record, right? Yes, I think so. Because the Red Sox had had two people in the past do that, but never six. And uh, I think, yeah, I believe it was first the be- the tie for best in Major League history. So absolutely unreal two days for him. Just 
insane. And that's the kind of player he is. He's an electric player. He can get real hot. He's obviously streaky. We can see that so far through a year and a half. He's very streaky. He'll go over 20, and then he'll hit five home runs in two days, which obviously isn't ideal because streaky players aren't the best to have. But when your streaks, when your good streaks are as good as his, you'll take the bad streaks. Yeah, I'll take that kind of streak any day of the week if you're going to be a streaky <laughs> player. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I don't mind. And he's also, what's he, like, two home runs away now from getting 17 before the All-Star break, which is what I said. You're feeling pretty smart. I'm Three away. He's got 14. I think he can do it in a month. You think? I wonder. I mean, yeah. he hit five in two days, so I'm going to go, yeah, so he'll get three in a I month. Think, I think you're going to be fine with that prediction, Lauren. It's more, yeah. like, five, it's more like five weeks, too, even better. Because it's only June 5th, so... Yeah, I assume he can hit three home runs in five weeks. He probably won't. He probably won't hit another one until like August. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be a streaky player. He'll just like start sucking now. Right. Maybe we hope not. But this was awesome to watch. This was absolutely incredible. It was something to behold for sure. But unfortunately, in this game, the Orioles had just as much offense and then more later on. Um, they got up five four in the second. In the third, Ortiz hit a home run. Another bomb for him, made a five to five, and Ryan Hannigan made a seven to five with an RBI, two RBI single up the middle. Uh, and then Baltimore came right back in the bottom of the third, scored three times, and it was eight to seven Baltimore after three innings. Boy, this game was just crawling. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was a long game. It was a long game. So just to uh, go ahead, the Sox tied it at eight in the sixth inning, but then the Orioles got two runs in the sixth, three more in the seventh. Chris Young hit a uh, home run, another home run, his second of the game in the uh, eighth, but it was 13-9, to and it was a loss. So, really, I mean, the biggest story, well, besides, obviously, Betts' history in this game, was the fact that Joe Kelly just threw absolute garbage. That's great. He threw six and a two-thirds of no hit in his first start, but he couldn't have been much worse in these two starts. Two and a third, seven hits, seven runs, three walks, one strikeout. That's, that's as bad as it gets. That's the best part about this. They didn't even let them go back to, like, the bus. They just said, go back to AAA. Like, go away. It's like, and that before, was like, like before the game even ended. <laughs> yes, it was, like, immediately after it was announced. So he was, like, as soon as he got taken out, Farrell's probably, like, pack your bags. Well, before he even got, before he even was talked to the media, it already happened. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, they were like, so you're going back to AAA? And they're like, he's like, yeah. <laughs> I am. And he's just, Speaking of big streaky players, it's just he can't be consistent. And I thought maybe he would bounce back because he had that spectacular start when he came back. And it's he's just back to the same old Joe Kelly that we love to hate. That's great. That's a great way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his, his mechanics are just terrible. He what what does the guy do? He's good for like one game, and then at the next game he like forgets how to like put his arm and like what motion he's supposed to be doing how he's supposed to move his leg how big of a step he's supposed to take he has no mechanics he's terrible we need Dustin Pedroia (laughs) I'd rather him pitch than Joe Kelly (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, that'd be great he'd look tiny out there on the mound that's a David Ross pitch David Ross pitch that was fun yeah 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 having Pedroia pitch like 60 miles per hour is probably better than Joe Kelly throwing up 98 mile per hour meatballs right down the middle yeah he has zero control over it. Yeah, he's terrible. So we know how I feel about him, and this this just this just made me feel even more about him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. And I, I don't want to leave it out because everyone loves to hate on him too, and I don't necessarily, you know, whatever. Clay Buckles pitched three and third <laughs> in this game. <laughs> three hits, four runs, three earned, four walks, one strikeout. Pretty ugly numbers, but he logged some innings, and the game was already garbage at that point. But just for all you Clay Buckles haters out there, that's what he did. <laughs> Well, is it, was this the game that he got taken out and he started like mouthing off to Farrell, or was that the next night? No, that was this. Yeah, I. That was this game, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jess, you know, I've had your back on Clay Buckles all year, but wrong about that too. Well, I can, I can be, so, I can be a supportive friend. And, <laughs> <laughs> but like after I saw that, I'm just like this guy. I just. Like, and I know he was just frustrated, and it was one bad pitch or whatever, but it's, it's like, this is why you're in the bullpen. Like, now he's got this attitude, and he's talking back to the to the manager, and I was like, oh, no, he's going to become the next clubhouse cancer. He needs to grow up, like, and he hasn't. And this is the problem, and I think he is a remnant of Josh Beckett. Mm. Oh, boy. He is that issue. He doesn't want to take control for anything. He's Obviously, Beckett was a better pitcher, but no one likes to be around him. You can tell that he just has a terrible attitude about everything. 
Yeah, was it Porcello? They showed them in the in the dugout. Porcello, I think it was, went up to him and he just didn't want to hear anything he had to say. Never does. Yeah, it's, yeah, Clay's yeah, tough. I mean, it's just like he's clearly a mental case, and I mean, he's literally got it over pretty quickly. I'll be honest, I didn't see the mouthing off. I missed, I missed the, the that part of the game, but I mean, whatever. It's Clay. Clay, <laughs> Clay will be Clay. Yeah. So that was that. I didn't want to talk about it, but I threw it in there. So yep, that was a uh, not a great game. Thirteen runs given up is not good on any any uh any game. So that brought us no. to Thursday, which was another really ugly game. Twelve to seven was this final. Um and if I remember correctly, this was uh home run bash. I think we uh home run derby a month and a half early in this one. <laughs> it was bad. The Orioles hit seven home runs. Um it's great through three innings. No one scored through three innings. It was Rick Porcello against Ubaldo Jimenez didn't turn out so well for them afterwards. But, yeah, Mark Trombo had a home run in the fourth, two-run homer. Adam Jones had a two-run homer in the fifth. Uh, then the Sox actually managed to come back all of a sudden in the sixth inning. They got five runs, two RBI single for Bogarts, and a three-run homer for David Ortiz. That made a 5-4, and then home run party. Mark Trombo was second home run in the sixth. Manny Machado with three-run homer in the seventh. Pedro Alvarez, a home run in the eighth. Francisco Payne, a two-run homer, also in the eighth. Adam Jones, solo home run, also in the eighth. That made it 12-5. to Sox got two back in the ninth, but it was much too late. So Porcello struggled big time. Robbie Ross was garbage. Genie Zazal was garbage. Noe Ramirez was garbage. Seven home runs in a game. That's that's bad. They might as well let him play off a tee. Yeah. Like, that's basically what they were doing for the entire nine innings. It was a joke. Yep. I mean, it was a joke. That's exactly what I was going to say. I, kept, I was at work and I kept I, I kept peeking back at the game and literally every time I looked back they were hitting a home run I was like hey another one there it goes oh boy it was bad sign Trumbull up for the home run derby yeah right yeah that those two homers were his uh, 16th and 17th so he's he's really cranking cranking the ball here so yeah so two really 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 ugly games in a row in terms of pitching offense is great nine and seven 16 runs no complaints there. The offense is never going to be the problem this year. That should sixteen runs in two games should win you both games. Yep. But it won a zero. It was just a w- weird series because, like, you know, the first two games seven to two and six to two, and then thirteen to nine and twelve seven. It was like, whoa, where'd the pitching go? <laughs> yep. Both teams can't pitch. Even right, that's where the pitching went. <laughs> no he took it all. Seriously. So that was that. So they split that series. Brought us into Friday with a little. uh little home series with the Toronto Blue Jays, and uh, Friday was a struggle. It was a 5-2 loss. It was a David Price against R.A. Dickey. you think that would benefit the Red Sox, but Price was not sharp in this game. He gave up four walks, six hits, and seven innings. He struck out five and gave up three runs, two earned. It wasn't bad, but he threw 114 pitches, pretty hefty, and uh, he didn't receive much run support. R.A. Dickey for the second time against the Red Sox, was spinning a no-hitter into into the middle innings. But he ended up giving up two hits, one run. It wasn't earned. He had five walks, four strikeouts, six and two-thirds innings, 100 pitches. So he just threw too many pitches and had too many walks. But he was not giving up hits. Um, and unfortunately, because he wasn't giving up hits, Xander Bogart's hitting streak ended at 26 games, unfortunately. So he didn't quite get to Bradley. But it makes the pressure off of both of them now that the hitting streaks are over because you can argue – that hitting streaks are a lot of pressure and kind of take you maybe out of your game a little bit because you're thinking too much about the hitting streak. I kind of agree with that, but this end- well, they are because yeah. Even though like no player wants a hitting streak, like let's be real, <laughs> because then the tension gets off and Buck Bogarts is probably pissed that Bradley's was over because he was just sliding under the radar and then Bradley's ends is, and he's like, oh crap, now it's me. Okay, so it, it's never a good thing for a player. I don't think to have one. Obviously, we all want them to have one, but mentally, it's not a good thing because. Look, they, and look, the next night we'll get to it, but he went three for four, whatever it was. So, like, it's just the pressure. Relief off his back, I'm sure. No, yeah, I definitely agree that it's all mental when you get, you know, when you get to double digits and hitting streaks. And I think Bogarts had his hit streak kind of pushed to the side while JBJ was doing his thing. And once that ended, he's like, crap, now the pressure's on me. Yeah, and me and Jerry predicted last week that his could go, like, 
thirty plus games and get to like maybe thirty five to forty. Didn't happen. Still, I'm sure I'm sure it could have because it very well could have. It's just they ran into Dickey, who was not giving up much in the way of hits. I mean, Bogarts walked twice. He was on base. He just didn't get any hits, unfortunately. That's the thing with hitting streaks. You can walk four times in a game, and boom, no hits. It's just. Yep. It's all chance, and yeah, I mean the media blows it up. It's you know it's all over everything. Like Xander Bogarts goes for twenty six games, tune in, kind of like the best home run thing. That's just what it's like, and it's it's a lot of pressure. Everyone's excited for it. Fans love that stuff. Fifty six games is an insane mark to reach, and that's why it hasn't been reached yet. It's just too tough. The game's not long enough sometimes, and it's just that everyone gets so excited about it. It's just and then and then the game kinda gets lost because it's like, oh we need to get this guy up in this inning or the streak's gonna be over. You're like, oh what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? And everyone starts freaking out about it because all they want to do is get the batter up and that's just I mean I'm sure all of us are like that. I was doing the same thing. It's just how you get in a hitting streak because they're exciting. But it's really much easier if you don't have it, like we all said. Yeah. So that's our two cents on that. So uh yeah, this game was you know Edwin Encarnacion started with a two-run homer in the first, so that was a tough start. Sox tied, I mean, got one one back in the bottom in the first, two to one, but then, you know, they got a double play, RBI in the fourth to make it three-one, and then no one scored for four more innings. Then Devin, Devin Travis had a two-run homer in the eighth and made it five to one, and that put the game out of reach. So Price lost that. He's seven and two now, four eighty-eight ERA. Dickey's three and six of the four twenty-one. So that was just kind of a crappy game. Just the offense wasn't wasn't getting it done. Lost, hit streak ended, kind of poor all around. So that was three losses in a row. So that was now we're sitting here at a two and three week. It's really not looking good. So who do we turn to on Saturday? Well, Stephen Wright, of course. The, <laughs> the stop the only, for the rotation. The only guy who knows how to win. Yeah, right. Well, crazy thing is too is the Red Sox had never hadn't lost four straight yet this year. Still haven't. But yep. that that was that was kind of pressure coming in and I was like, okay, well maybe this is Stephen Wright's time to crack and maybe he doesn't do well. I was wrong. Yep. He uh he did it again. He pitched not a complete game this time, but he got the job done. Five innings, three hits, three runs, no earned. Did a five walks again. He's having a little trouble with the control, but you know, not the wall. It happens. Mm-hmm. It definitely happens. And none of the runs were earned. Oh, yeah. So he dropped his ERA to two twenty nine, which is incredible. But the point was, he kept him in the game, and uh, the offense put together some runs in this. They got six runs in this game. Uh, Blake Swihart, an RBI single in the f- second. Ortiz had a two-RBI single because he's incredible in the third. Uh, Smoke got a run back in the fourth with an RBI single. Betts got an RBI single in the fourth as well to make it 4-1. Sox stayed ahead for there. The uh, Blue Jays got two back on a Michael Saunders strikeout, but it was a, a pass ball, and they scored two runs on it. They made it 4-3. to three. Uh, Shaw singled in Bogars to make it 5-3. Pilar got a ground out to make it back to 5-4. And then Betts got the run back with an RBI double. And 6-4 was the final. Betts, two hits, two RBI. Bogarts, like Jared just said, was 3-4 with two runs. Ortiz had the two RBI to give him 53 for the year, which leads the majors. And Stephen Wright pitched well enough to win. Sox got to Marcus Stroman again. So good stopper game. You know, Sox were not comfortably in the lead, but they were in the lead the whole time and they kept that lead, so just a good good win to get, obviously, and you never want to lose four in a row, and we, but we're hoping it would be a good week, and this was nice to get get this one in the bag. Yeah, especially because, like, like I said, they hadn't lost four straight, and that would have been even tougher a, a week to swallow just because this team's been doing so well, and they, they're in first place, and all this stuff, so it's kind of t- it would have been tough to really see that kind of happen on a team that's really just riding as, as, much, as much momentum as possible right now. Yeah, and I'm glad I'm glad we didn't have to see that. So I'm glad that they got the win. I'm glad Stephen Wright wasn't you know, he wasn't his normal self, but he did what he had to do, and we got the win. So makes me happy. Yep. If you're getting complete games like every other game, if you go five innings one game, you're allowed to do that, and he still got the win. So even at that, which is great. <laughs> that brought us into Sunday today. Um, looking at a three and three week at this point, um, and this one too. Uh, Marco Estrada pitched a no-hitter through seven innings. And, as we mentioned earlier, Eduardo Rodriguez was not good. Five and two-thirds innings, four hits, five runs, three walks. And the big thing was, all the runs were home runs. Jose Batista had a solo home run in the first. Darwin Barney and Eduardo Encarnacion hit a home run each in the third inning. Encarnacion was a two-run homer. And then Russell Martin hit one in the sixth, so it was 5 nothing. Uh, Chris Young got a home run back in the eighth, made it five to one, and the Sox almost made <laughs> full comeback in the ninth inning 
Uh, it was pretty incredible after getting no hit for seven innings. Um, Pedroia doubled to start the inning. Bogarts popped out. David Ortiz drove in Pedroia with a double. That made a 5-2. Rizlin Castillo pinch ran. Uh, Shaw struck out, but then Hanley Ramirez hit an RBI double. Jackie Bradley Jr. hit an RBI single. Chris Young got a single and got Bradley to second. And we had Marco Hernandez pinch hitting. And all you need to do is get one hit. It would be a tie game somehow after all that. He struck out, unfortunately. So kind of a tough way to end the week, three and four week. Almost a great comeback, but they got shut down for most of the game. We're staring at a no-hitter for a while today. Yep. <laughs> and look, I give the Red Sox the credit in the world because when it wasn't their day, it didn't look like anything was going to happen. They at least made it a game to make you feel a little better about it. But like you said, it's kind of still a rough week and a rough way to end the week despite them doing so well. This is one of the tougher weeks. Yeah, it's definitely one of the tougher weeks of the season, but we've had so many good ones that we're kind of being selfish now. We're like, we want all the good weeks. We can't expect too much, though, because the pitching is still crap. So No, but if our offense is going to put up 13 runs in like, every other game. That's true, but they still need to fix the pitching. They, re- they really do. They really <laughs> they do. They still need to make the effort. And now James Shields off the board. Not as much as I wanted him, but you, now it's one less person to make the effort to go get. Well, he's been pretty bad this year anyway. So <laughs> I mean, they they, they could have just signed Johnny Cueto. <laughs> but they signed David Price, so. Yep, they did. I can't argue. I'm going to argue. That's <laughs> because I love Johnny Cueto. Of course, I'm going yeah. <laughs> to argue. Why wouldn't I argue Johnny Cueto? He's nine and one right now with a two sixteen ERA. Like, okay. In the National League. That and he's proven he can pitch in the American League, and he gets proven he can pitch in the playoffs. I agree. I, I'm just saying he's doing it in the National League. Okay. Well, when David Price doesn't win a game in the playoffs and Johnny Cueto's still killing it, I'm gonna. Bold takes. <laughs> I still want the Red Sox to get there first. <laughs> And they will. It's looking pretty good right now. Finished the week it is, at 33 and 24 now is the record. But yeah, I mean, not terrible. Tough though, losing three out of four, unfortunately. Um, four out of five, actually. Yeah, no, it it was definitely a rough end of the week. But um, one guy in particular just had a really good week. Yeah, definitely giving the MVP this week to Mookie Betts. No way you can't with the five home runs in two days. That alone gets it. He could have got 0 for the rest of the week and would have got it for me just because of that. That was awesome. Well, yeah, that was historic. But he didn't go 0 for the rest of the week, and he no, he didn't. He got a hit. He was one for four, one for four, and then uh, two for five yesterday. He was hitless today, but yeah, unbelievable week with the uh, five home runs. He had 10 RBI, and something I started noticing this week as he was tearing the cover off the ball. He's getting walked a lot more. He had five walks this week, which is not usual. He doesn't usually walk a whole lot. So, yeah, between getting all the runs from the home runs, ton of home runs, ton of RBI, got the walks. Boy, what a week for him. Yeah, no, I think that he very willingly deserved of the MVP this week. Um, no one was better than him this weekend. No co-MVP like we've had a couple weeks. It's, when you have five home runs in a week, you get you get soul. You get the trophy by yourself for once. Is, I think this is the first week we haven't had a co-MVP. Yeah, David Ortiz gave him a run for his money, though, because he got at least one hit in every game, had two homers, and he had, wow, a lot of RBI. Uh, Just like, wait, crap, <laughs> I made the wrong decision. Yeah, he had eight, Ortiz had no, three, Ortiz had three home runs and eight RBI, so, wow. <laughs> are, you, are you making your mind up? Are you changing your mind? No. You got to give a guy with five homers, but that's... In, like, pretty, seven at bat. Yeah, pretty darn good, good uh, candidate, though. Any other week, I mean, any other week you wouldn't want it. So, but we'll keep or any other week you'd be at least the MVP. So, but we'll keep it. We'll keep it to Mookie Betts for sure. Um, but definitely disappointing week um, for the Red Sox. Obviously, seeing expectations, chance, and, and I, I forget the differences, but I noticed it. I, I don't have it in front of me, Jess and Lauren. But the record of the division is much worse than the record out of the division. Yeah, that is a problem. They def they definitely have lost. I mean, a couple, couple tough series against Toronto the last couple of weeks, and then, yeah, obviously losing two of the four to Baltimore. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure what the division record is either, but it's not. It's not. They're, 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 they're a lot better out of the division, which makes sense, because they haven't played great teams out of the division, but they are much better out of the division right now, which I got needs it. to they're, be fixed. They're 14 and 15 in the East. Yeah. Which is not great. So, no, it's not, especially when you're a team that's looking to make the playoffs. So you're lucky you're kind of taking advantage of that, but you need to fix something, and obviously if you get more pitching, you're going to better yourself out of this division because everyone in this division right now, guys, is flawed. But 
right now the Red Sox offense is the reason why you're the best team by far. I mean, it's much better than last year. I was um, reading an article. I was like anything before last year. <laughs> I was cool. reading an article I wrote last year, actually covering a game, and my head, like my caption was the offense failed to do anything yet again, and now it's like yeah, the pitching God, failed to do yeah. anything. It's complete opposite this year. It's so funny. It's amazing what a year will do. How much can change in a year? Well, yeah, yeah, the yeah, offense no. was so bad last year. So many, as we remember, so many games where the other team would get up early in the game and we could just never, ever, ever come back. It's like automatically down, no chance coming back. And obviously this year they've had a huge amount of games where they've had huge first and second innings and just put the game away before it even started. So vastly, vastly opposite. <laughs> yeah, and I think that this team last year, I would have turned the game off. I would have watched, but or at least would have watched, but mindlessly tuned out. No, you would have been like, the season's already lost. You wouldn't even even been watching. <laughs> okay, I watched all the games in the end of the year last year. I agreed the season was lost in June, maybe even May, but like I watched all the games. It's just a matter of... Only because you did a I podcast. Did, <laughs> I did close attention to it. And I did recaps last year. I still wrote for you. Um, but, I, I mean, I enjoy baseball, so I'm going to watch those games, but not a lot of people will. So it's nice to see this team's exciting again. Uh, Fenway's filling up for the good reason. Fans seem to be engaged in the games again at Fenway. Obviously, all the runs help. So um, that is a big thing that's huge from the difference between the last couple of years and this year. So we'll see kind of where it goes. Um, but that is just as recap. And, of course, it's brought to you by our wonderful friends at Blue Apron. Uh, Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Blue Apron achieves this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. Blue Apron has established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the United States. As a result, Beef is raised humanely, chickens are free-range, seafood is sourced sustainably under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. Pork is raised naturally, everything's made fresh and ready to go. Of course, it has impact on cooking households as well. Build Strong Families researchers show that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more as often, and I know Jess has been very happy with his Blue Apron experience because he's been all over social media with it. Which is unlike me because I'm not as much of social media nut as a lot of people are. That are our age. Yeah, it's it's been fun. I had some, uh, got home from t- tonight and had a fantastic blue apron meal, just waiting in the fridge to cook up. And we made some uh, pan-seared salmon and had some awesome uh, barley zucchini uh, spinach mix. It was so good. Definitely oh, like, I had that I just last had that, night. I just oh. had that pan two salmon. nights ago. I just had that. It was so good. So good. Yeah, it was wicked good. Oh, my God. We're definitely going to make wicked it again. Easy. <laughs> wicked easy to make, too. Hell, yeah. Oh, it was great. I was really excited about it. And, yep, we're in a week three now of our meals, and they have not gotten any worse. They're still fantastic. So I would definitely highly recommend uh, getting it. And, yeah, like you said, it gives you a reason to cook. It gives you a reason to hang out with, with your family and whoever you're living with at the time that you make it, and it's easy. Your fiancé. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fiancé, family, girlfriend, homeless person, you know, whoever. It's the bum on the side of the road. Everyone bring your house and make some food. <laughs> it's great for them. Uh, I'm coming over later then, Jess. You're going to make me food. Oh, okay. Well, you have to bring one of your meals too then so we can keep the amount of meals that we're supposed to have. <laughs> That's fine. I'll bring, I'll bring my Blue Apron to your house. Oh, man. Party. Well, Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make meals, so they set the highest quality standards for whether you cook for the bums or you cook for your girlfriends. <laughs> Um, it is always fresh and it's always there, whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes. Blue Apron is bringing you the best for less than $10 per meal. Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. And we have a deal for you here, courtesy of Red Sox Beat. Check out this week's menu and get your two free meals with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash Beat. You will love how good it feels and tastes so to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash Red Sox Beat. Blue Apron, it's a better way to cook. And, of course, we all are very happy with our Blue Apron experiences. Um, like we said, though, tough week for the Red Sox. Um, and I think the biggest thing, though, and I, I think I'm actually kind of happy for my Binkies, Xander Bogarts. Hit streak comes to an end, but pressure relieved for my boy, and he's come up big since then. Yeah, now we can just focus on getting hits and winning baseball games. And, as we said, three more hits the next day. And his average currently sits... At a lofty 350. Not too bad. He's, he was roped the ball <laughs> when he went 3 for 4. He was crushing the ball that game. Yeah, it's been bad. nice to see. I know he's not hitting home runs, but I'd rather see him hit the ball and drive in runs than try to swing for the fences every time. 
Yeah, and, and it was nice to see, and I think that moving forward, I think that's just a weight off his shoulders. I think Dustin Pedroia has now the... I don't know what his hit streak is. Did he get hit today? Um, I feel like he did. Because what, is it like 13 or 14 games now? Yeah, he did get one. Yeah. So he's got a mini hit streak going. It's not 29 games, but it's, but it's it, still... But it could streaks. be at some point. Soon. Yeah, so... He, and then the eyes are now on Dustin Pedroia, who's also, like we say every week, but like having a sneaky good season. So... um. Nothing expected now that he's healthy and he's ready to go. Um, but one guy that I don't really want to talk about, but we kind of have to because he did break his silence this week about going to the bullpen. Um, Clay Buckles just basically is now shutting his mouth and saying, I'm here to pitch and I'm ready to go. Well, Clay, you sucked again, and no one likes you. Whoa, but, hold on. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm but, not a nobody. Okay, fine. One person likes you, Clay. Thank you. And one and a half. Yes. Don't, don't get that, Lauren. You don't like him. Um Guys, we all know that they're going with the four-man rotation um, because they have they have off days in their schedule. They can work it for a little while. Um, who would you rather go into that fifth spot if they so choose? It looks like it still might be Joe Kelly, despite cool. I'm sure just you hating that oh, option. <laughs> he doesn't even want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, throw up everything he just ate. Yeah, I know. I, you know, I literally just finished eating right before the show, so that, that would be <laughs> ugly. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. Um, Buckholz, obviously, that's my pick. Give me Clay all day long. No, I mean he's been he's been okay in the bullpen. He pitched a scoreless inning today. So oh, what do you do? Hey, you know what? You got you got to <laughs> balance out the four run, four walk games with the uh, the scoreless innings. Okay, that's what you got to do. No, I don't know. No, not Joe Kelly. Please not. I just, at least at least Clay Buckholz can have like two or three good innings in his terrible starts. Clay. Clay Kelly. <laughs> Clay Kelly. You're really combining There's them. our new guy. Yeah, Clay Kelly. Joe Buckle. Have him split it every five days. Have him split the game. <laughs> it's going to work. Yeah, it would be better because then maybe Buckles will give you his good three or four innings and then we can just have a whatever, like two innings of Kelly and hopefully get him out of there as fast as he can. And then that would probably, every, be, probably be better than the alternative. <laughs> every five days you can even like rotate it. Like, oh, next start, next start Kelly will do it and Clay will come out of the bullpen. After that, Clay will start and Kelly will come out of the bullpen. It's just, you can rotate it. Yeah, so I say Clay, but for all the people who hate both of them, just have a combined game. There's your answer. A combined game. There's the solution. <laughs> um... Guys, seriously though, this this bullpen's an issue and this rotation's an issue. Which one's the bigger issue though? Is, is kind of where um, a lot of people are struggling with this because Porcel um, hasn't been this himself. I mean, I don't know really what is himself, but he hasn't been what he was beginning of the year. This could be what he is, but we don't know that really for sure. Um, with Buckles in the bullpen, they're going with the four man rotation, and Porcel having his issues right now. It's right, Rodriguez and Price are your three top guys, and Rodriguez even was struggling today. So. What needs to be fixed first, bullpen or rotation? Rotation. Because if we fix our rotation, the less work that our bullpen has to do. Valid points. Yeah, see, I'm all for the bullpen, man. Those, everyone out there is terrible. Like, I don't trust Robbie Ross. I don't trust Tommy Lane. I don't trust any of those Koji's guys. Koji's really, really gone downhill. Koji's old. He's so old. Tazawa's old and lazy. Tazawa's not and old. Just, yeah, but he's lazy. Lazy. And... How is he lazy? Now you're just making stuff up. Kimbrel can't. I know. I'm making stuff up because it makes my point. Look, fine. Because I was not lazy. Yeah, he's no, overused. Yeah, no. I'll go. I'll change the wording. He's overused. Because I was overused. Koji's ancient, and Kimbrel can't do everything himself. Um, with Carson Smith not in anymore, you need to find a guy who can bridge and give Koji and Tazawa some nights off. Joe and you Kelly. don't have that. You don't <laughs> have that guy right now. Kelly can barely throw his fastball straight, Kelly's and when he does, it's straight guy. over the middle. Um, they need to get somebody from the outside, and it needs to be ASAP. Yeah, it's tough. It's obviously tough. It's, I mean, I don't know. What is, it's hard to know with the bullpen because bullpens so often on a lot of teams are really streaky. They'll have really good stretches, have really bad stretches, unfortunately, right now. The Red Sox is not in a good stretch. Um yeah, Kimbrel's kind of the only guy you can rely on, at least in the last like couple weeks. Tazawa had a couple bad games. Overall, still fine. And the thing with Koji is he's had a lot of strikeouts. He's just not getting outs. Besides that, if he's if the ball's put in play, it's it's usually been bad. So I trust Ross, but we, as we said, he doesn't get a whole lot of high leverage situations. So he's kind of used for mop up, and people don't pay as much attention to mop up roles. So it's kind of kind of weird spots for all of them. And you know they're cycling guys through. No A Ramirez and 
Heath Embry and Matt Barnes. Guys are kind of just like cycling through and pitching here and there, and it's, it's I don't know. There needs to be more like semblance of of uh, kind of like a system, but I guess when the system that you have of well Carson Smith when they thought that was going to happen, and then Koji and Tozawa, well when they're not getting the job done, it is kind of hard to like what what is your system because the system you have in place isn't working, and everyone else is kind of shaky around them, so it's kind of hard to know what to do. Yeah, and I don't, I just don't trust our bullpen. I'd, I'd rather have one extra arm out there and over pay for that kind of guy and then try to fix the rotation because i think if you have that little buffer in the bullpen you have more ability for the starting rotation to be rough because i think if you can kind of get this top four settled in and then just have clay buckles or joe kelly pitch as the fifth starter i'm okay with that if your bullpen can be back there and that was the plan coming into the year but then obviously carson smith didn't really help that situation but who's to say if you get another bullpen guy, if you pay for another bullpen guy, who's to say he's not going to be garbage too? That's a risk. Okay, but who's going to who do you think is going to come in here and not be garbage as a starter? Like they could all of a sudden come here and blow up too. Like you don't know; it's a risk either way. Um, in my opinion, giving up from for a lot of prospects to do that, but you don't have any pitching prospects in the system that actually I feel confident bringing up. Your best prospect is in single A. I just feel like if you bring in a bullpen guy, it's more likely to be a train wreck than when you bring in a starter, just because bullpen is so so like hit or miss. I don't know. I think either way, it's a risk, though. Um, and I think that I'm for the bullpen. Obviously, if they get a starting pitcher, I'm not going to complain because they just need pitching <laughs> and they need bodies. Um, and right now, you're screwed, obviously, now because now you don't have Swihart or Hannigan either. So now you have even less bodies to help you out. Um, so now you have even more stress on the pitching. Um, I think Sandy Leone's back on the team now, too. Yep. <laughs> um, so God help us all. But I think that this team's in a tough spot, and pitching needs to be fixed if they want to go anywhere. It really does. Well, yeah, they're not going to be able to rely on their offense to get them into the playoffs. I mean, I know that they've offenses put up magnificent numbers this season, but if our starting pitchers can't go more than four innings, then that's going to be an issue. I think we can we can uh, do well enough in the in the regular season with the offense, but I don't know if you can rely on your offense to carry you in the playoffs. I think that's probably the bigger problem than the regular season. Yeah, I, I think that this team's definitely destined for some big issues. Um, offense doesn't last forever, unfortunately, in my opinion. Um, and I think they're a really good offensive team, don't get me wrong, obviously. And I think that long-term they can help you win, but they, you need the pitching in playoffs. It's all about pitching. And if you're going to get there, you need somebody in case David Price becomes the David Price that we know in the playoffs. You need someone to help you um, steer up that bullpen in case that happens. So um, I, I'd rather a bullpen arm. I got a question. Why are you, why are you being down on the team? They're 33-24. and 24. Like, Come on. The pitching blows, though. God, us Boston people are just terrible. <laughs> you're one of us. Yeah, but no. You you okay, Jeff? You can't tell me the pitching's good. <laughs> no, it's not good, and it was a tough week, and that's probably why we're being negative. But it's just like, come on, anybody else who's thirty three and twenty four that's not in Boston is going to be happy about it. Why are we such yeah, downers? But, but we're not anybody else. Because we're, we're spoiled. Well, and we should, we want to win now. We shouldn't be. We should be. Ugh. We shouldn't be. We win like every year. I hate this attitude. I, just I mean, I'm like, pretty well, positive about that. everything. Yes, you are. You like the you're the more positive than Justice. Whoa, I was feeling good at the beginning of the week. No. And then this week happened. Yeah, no, I'm I'm still positive. This week just this week exposed the problems with this team. Is that fair? It did, yeah. But the offense is still so good, and they're still one of the best teams in the league overall. So yeah, so they can stay afloat, but they're not going to do anything if they don't fix it. Yeah, but until right. we lose like ten games in a row and get under five hundred again, I don't really think we can complain. I'm not complaining that, about. I don't know, but I just think that this team is destined to be disappointing if the pitching's not fixed. Because you can, you're seeing it now. You're winning. These, you're losing these games, but when you score 16 runs in two games, like you shouldn't be losing those games. Right. But that's not no, no fault of the offense. They're playing phenomenally. It's just the pitching can't hold up. You don't have the bodies, so you need help there. Um, but obviously, you can't do anything about it now because there's there's no way that Dombrowski's going to do anything until the deadline. He's just not that kind of guy. He'll wait. So it'll be definitely interesting to see what the next month and a half brings. Yeah, because who knows where the pitching is going to go. By then, we might lose more arms and more bodies. Who knows what injuries will bring, and who knows what stamina will bring. Koji might die by then, for all we know. God. God, he's so old, guy. I hope I'm not considered. 
Like, he should not be pitching still. He's 41, 42? 41, yeah. I mean, if I'm killing over and dying at 41, then something's a problem. Yep. Like, he should <laughs> not be pitching. Um, he should be put in his baseball grave and let him go off to retirement and just be done with it. You're being a little harsh um, on him, but... <laughs> Ko- the Koji magic is gone. He's not Koji. He's not Koji time anymore. So it's just you got to manage him, and you can't manage him if you don't have arms, and that's the problem. So he's Koji time with strikeouts. Um, His last five games, he's had two, 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 and three. So I don't trust him to come in and be shut out every game, every inning. I don't trust him anymore. I, I don't expect him to be lights out like he was in 2013. That's because he's been overworked so much. If he wasn't overworked, I'd be fine. But his stamina is there. He's had injury history now. And then Tazawa is no help either. So it's just you need bodies in that bullpen. And that's the problem. But um, plenty of we – can, we can go nice stuff if you guys want to talk positive because I know I could talk – I could be pessimist for two hours. So I won't do that for you guys. Um, Bogarts is leading the American League in shortstop voting, which is very exciting because he'll probably get in. Um, no, no shock, Ortiz leads the American League for DHs as well. Um, over, under, how many guys make the all-star team? I'm going... If, if we said it like four? Oh, I was going to say four. <laughs> well, I picked four at the beginning of the season. And I think I picked five. I think I went over. Well, we're probably feeling pretty smart right now because it's probably going to be around that. <laughs> kind of, but I mean, I I'm said, thinking, I said Swihart was going to be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, not anymore. That's why, that's why his name was on that box because you stuffed it. I, mean, <laughs> I did. Look, I think it's going to be over. I think this team has a lot of uh, good enough guys. It'll probably be five. Their numbers, um, are, our offensive numbers are so incredible. That's what people go by. All stars is numbers, yeah. and we have, we definitely have the numbers. You're going to see a lot of position players. I think Kimbrel has a shot at making it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're going to see five guys from this team. It'll be fun. And um, I posed this question earlier as well, um, off off this show. But do you guys think Ortiz would be considered doing the home run derby? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think he'd do yeah, I don't who's asked. I don't think he would either. I think what well, helps that um, he's won one, but I think that he wants to go and he cares about winning a championship. So I think that's kind of what um, his mindset is. But I think it would be fun to see him there, though, because you know he'll be on the field um, soaking it all in for his last one, and he'll have some fun with it. So it'll be fun to watch, I think, with him there. Um, and he's definitely earned the right to go, which is which is awesome as well. Yeah, um, he, won't get, he won't get the Derek Jeter. Well, yeah, first of all. It's, or Kobe Bryant treatment. It's awesome that he's actually going to be deserving of his final one because that's as good as it gets. That's that's great. I love that part. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like part of him would want to put on a show with the Home Run Derby, but the fact that he has already done it twice and won it as well, and it's, you know, it's a lot of – Home Run Derby is a lot of work and a lot of, a lot of stamina, and his feet already hurt in the first place, and he's already going to be playing the All-Star game, so he's probably already going to want some more rest which is not doing the home run derby. And we've seen how many swings that's messed up. I don't want anything messing with this guy's swing right now. Yeah, don't touch it. No. Like, it, it don't, it's one more, half a season left, bit, uh, well, three quarters still. But like when that time comes, you don't want to mess with it. At that point, you're probably still going to be pushing it for the playoffs. I'd give it like, End a, of the season. I'd give it like a 99.3% chance he's not doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's a small window just in case he does, so you don't want to yep. be completely wrong. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. But I think that you're in a good position to see the Red Sox well represented in the All-Star game. Um, two guys, well, really one guy, because Hannigan was never going to go, but two guys that lost that complete right probably is Whitehart and Hannigan, who are on the 15-day DL now. Um, Sandy Leone got called up. Um, Heath Henry got called back up. And Rusne, right, came up as well. Um, you're probably going to see a lot of Chris Young in left field now, but I think, the, I think the Sox can definitely weather this. I don't think it's a huge deal. I think the biggest deal is now seeing how Wright does without handing it behind the plate. Yeah, that's a huge blow to him. And, you know, obviously he spent time on the DL last year, and now we lose Swihart too, and he was doing awesome in the outfield. I was like, ugh, that's not what I wanted, how I wanted to start my Sunday. <laughs> he made a great catch, though, when he got hurt. I'll give him that. Yeah, he did, but then he just had to go and mess up his ankle, and he's going to be immobilized for two weeks now. Yeah, at least he caught it on like Hanley time. did in the last year. Yeah, but then Hanley was also injured for the rest of the year. Blake will come back, no problem. Yeah, but it won't be that's because they'll try to come back for a while. Yeah, it's they're calling the sprain severe. That's not good. No, and they yeah, say sometimes sprains can be worse than breaks. So I'm like, cool, that's cool. Yeah, because breaks they're easy. It's a clean break. You, it mends back and you're good. But sprains are more delicate because you can't. Like it's not an easy fix. It just depends on how long it wants to take. So. Um, Sprains can definitely be worse. Um, I mean, you're going to see a lot of Sandy Leone for a little while, too. Um, Yay. 
Um, he he can catch the knuckleball though. He he he'll be yeah probably, probably be that. settled with that. He'll be settled with that, so it won't be a terrible loss. But I think that Hannigan and Swihart have wor- like worked well together this year, so I think that'll be where you see the most blow. But and Hannigan's um, just a good team guy too. Yeah, he's great to have around. I wish for he sure. was getting hurt because he's really good when he's not hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't most guys good when they're well, hurt? Yeah, of course. But <laughs> at least clubhouse, clubhouse, more did. But yeah, ankle injuries blow. I mean, I've. That's the injuries I have had. I sprained my ankle in uh, eighth grade. And, yeah, I can attest to that. It literally hurt for, like, ten months. I could not get the pain away. No matter what I did, it was annoying, really annoying. And then I broke my ankle three years later. And, I mean, I had surgery on it, so it took a while to to, to do. But it's really getting getting the break and doing the surgery, I feel like, was less annoying than the sprain because the sprain just wouldn't go away. And it wasn't even a bad sprain. It was just there. It was so obnoxious. <laughs> I didn't realize you had such weak ankles, Jeff. Yeah, it's just my right <laughs> one. Same, same ankle. <laughs> it's the only thing, only thing I've ever had problems with, but it's definitely been a problem. So I can feel Mr. Swihart, and if it's severe, then that is not good. Yeah, no, I can imagine the pain. I I will say I have sprained my ankle. I know how much of a, a pain it is to deal with. Um, I've had to play on a swollen ankle before, like basketball and stuff, and it just you can't move. You, you lose the mobility. I'm sure you're going to attest to that too, Jess. So like oh, yeah. you, you lose all sense of being able to move around, and um, so I can only imagine what it would do for um, someone playing the outfield. Yeah. Um, so uh, <laughs> um, and as athletic as he is, I definitely think that it's it's a big blow, and of course it's going to take a little while. But um, Red Sox, I think, and whether just because Chris Young's been playing so well as of late, I don't think he's gotten enough credit. Um, for the way he's played since he stuck at the beginning of the year. And then I think that Ruzanne Castillo can fill in every once in a while and be okay. You just can't rely on him every day. So um, I think you'll be okay for in that sense. And, and Sandy Leone's decent enough, and Vasquez will get most of the starts anyway at this point, I think. So um, I think you'll be okay there. It's obviously, I think, more of a loss for Wright than anything else. How um, lame is it that we're sitting here talking about, like, oh, Ruzanne Castillo can help a little bit. You know, it might be decent occasionally every other day or so. What? With a contract. Oh, my God. Oh my he, should, yeah. he should be stepping in and doing everything every day, being the best player in the league for what he's getting. Like, what a joke. God, I can't stand yeah. the guy. Yeah, but then you have – but see, like, I want to blame the Red Sox for signing him, which it is their fault, but then you have the Makata signing, which looks like a genius move because he's going to be phenomenal. And so it's just a matter of – Castillo just wasn't ready, clearly. Castillo wasn't ready, but he's older. He's older. So, like, you kind of had to get him now, um, whereas Makata is young, obviously, so he has plenty of time to only get better, and hopefully he's not juicing because he's huge and he can hit the crap out of the ball. He's juicing. Yeah, he's a big – he's a very big dude. Yeah, hopefully he just doesn't get caught then, Jess, okay? Well, I don't want a cheater on my team. I do if he hits, like, the crap way Moncada does. What I don't. You are. <laughs> I wouldn't want something. The, base- my the baseball era was good for baseball. Yeah, I'm telling you this. I-, I love to sit there and watch a guy cheat on my team and cheer for him and then find out later he cheated. That sounds great. If you win a World Series, whatever. No! No! That's worse. <laughs> That's horrible. Because look at like look at how we talk about A Rod, and he's won so many World Series, and it doesn't matter because it's all tarnished. Because every time we talk about A Rod, we get so pissed off because he juiced and he cheated. If one of our players was doing that, no, like I would not support that in the least bit. Like, no, I don't want you on my team. I want you on my team if you're going to play the game the right way. Like, get out of here. I was I was more mad at A Rod for lying about it than I was about doing it. Well, you shouldn't be doing it in the first place. Okay, well then go talk to the nineties. <laughs> that was I the problem. <laughs> I just want to correct you here, Lauren. Arod only won one championship, so don't get on your high horse with his championships there. I'm on I'm on the high horse. No, don't give him more credit than he get than he can get. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't want the cheaters on my team though. Like, no, get out of here. The funny thing with this is I wouldn't have even corrected you if it was anyone in the league but A Rod, but I didn't want to give him more credit than he should be getting. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. Because yeah, you know it's A Rod. Oh, so Yeah, no, oh. no cheaters on my team, screw that. Oh. Well, speaking of well, speaking of cheaters, we just made a great segue to some MLB headlines. Um, Marlon Bird. Marlon, Marlon <laughs> Bird, man. Um, suspended 162 games for PED tests, positive. Um, he was suspended 50 games back in 2012. Um, he had just come back, too, for the Indians. He was doing well. Um, he was hurt. I forget what the injury was, but he was hurt. Um, and he came back. He's been doing well for the Indians. Indians are a good team. They're playing decent, and they need him, and now he's gone. They just ripped him away. Um we're seeing more and more of these PED tests, and you're, you're, they're not going away now, guys. And well, I know we've been waiting for a while for names to come out, and it still hasn't, so if that's even going to happen anymore. But another one goes here. It just makes me so mad. Like, I could go on and on forever about steroids and how you're just an idiot for 
just doing them in the first place and then if you get caught once and then just continue to do them like why what makes you think you're going to get away with it again they're obviously after you they're going to test you and it's just it just you're already in the majors you're obviously good enough to be in the majors you don't need to be juicing to make yourself look better because now you just look worse and now you're stuck now you now you're just labeled as a cheater and it just makes you look bad it makes your team look bad and like ugh, i don't know i can <laughs> i can go on forever about this and if you're caught cheating twice then really no one's gonna believe you ever <laughs> no they're not gonna believe you with one most likely but if they're gonna if, if you do it twice or three times absolutely not and this is, yeah, 50 games before, and now 162. He played for the Red Sox briefly in, in 2012, which he some did. people probably forget. But, <laughs> I don't know, weird, weird career for him because, yeah, I mean, he's pretty much basically a power guy. I mean, he's had a couple big home run years, 159 for his career for a pretty average player. So that makes you just think he's been juicing the whole time even more. <laughs> that's basically what he's known for is hitting home runs. So that's kind of even worse. And I was about to say, he's 38 years old, and I'm reading right, now, right here right now that – the day his suspension started, which was, you know, four days ago, he told his teammates his career is over. So, bye, Marlon Bird. Bye. Yep. Yeah. Happy trails. Yeah. Um, he wasn't really good though. That's the problem. Like he wasn't like he was good. Um, he but he wasn't years, like but that was about it. Yeah, but he wasn't like so. It's like you took juice, but you weren't good. Like, if you're gonna juice, at least be good. Like at least make it worth it. I feel like you see that so much where guys who aren't that good at juicing, I guess they just really want to be good and they mm-hmm. risk it and then. They're not good, and then they're cheaters. So where, where does that leave you? It worked for him. Why didn't it work for me? <laughs> yeah, you still have to be somewhat decent for it to work, Mylon Bird. Like you can't just be terrible and then try it. And oh, I'm I'm the best player of all time. No, doesn't. He was work so like streaky that. too. So it's like it almost seems like it's like oh look, I'm gonna juice. Yeah, I'm good. All right, we'll lay off the juice for a little bit. All right, now I'm not a good player. All right, it's time to juice again. Let's be good again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? Probably it wouldn't shock me. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. But see, you just also made a case for Jackie Bradley doing steroids. I, so. And we've already mentioned that, so I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good old no. steroids. That'd be crazy if he popped up. But on a non-steroid, actually, you guys, you can kind of relate this to steroids, too. Steven Strasburg's 10-0. <laughs> oh, you would be labeling him one, too? <laughs> you never know. He's been hurt so much. I know. Um, it's, it's true. He has been. No, I only did that for a cheap segue. I don't really <laughs> think he's using. Um, but seriously, though, guys, 10-0. Like, what? Good. I I love this guy, and I I think in the before the season started, I had like really high hopes for him. Ten and zero, I wasn't expecting, but um, he's obviously been injured a lot. Tommy John, and he's had a lot of hype around him, and now he's finally living up to it, and I'm so happy because I love this guy. Yeah. Is he is he just that he's healthy, Lawrence? I think that's it. I mean, it seems it seems to be the case. Yeah, I mean, he's always been good when he's healthy, so I guess you can probably. Probably say that I mean, he did leave his last game with cramping in his leg. So <laughs> he's dehydrated. He needs to drink more water and stretch more. Yeah. Drink more water and roll it out. Yep. I've seen here these nine and zero, not ten and zero. Maybe one of those wins we thought was a no no decision, but yeah, twelve stars, nine and zero, two eighty five ERA. He's obviously a strikeout machine. He's got hundred on the nose. Played the league two years ago with two two forty two. So he's obviously got yep. the stuff. Can he stay healthy? So far, yeah, but. Nothing says he's not going to get hurt in a month or two. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Knowing him and his uh, history, he's like Clay Buckholz. Way better Clay Buckholz 2.0. I was going to say, don't compare him uh, to Clay <laughs> Buckholz ever in, the same, in a million years. not even close to the right comparison. But He's way better Clay um, Buckholz 2.0 and okay. <laughs> yes, yes. You can say as long as it's way better, like 10 times infinity, like Space Jam light years away type thing, okay, then yes, Clay you can Buckholz compare him to had some good years too, my friend. <laughs> Remember that 17 and 7 year that I mentioned every oh. show? <laughs> so, yeah, it's your one crutch. Um, but either way, um, one other guy I know, I'm going to bring him up because Lauren just loves him. That Johnny Cueto is 9 and 1 with a 2 1 6 ERA. Um, just for saying, the Giants, we could have probably going to win. And the Giants are probably going to win the World Series because they're a year. And I predict that. Year. And I predict everything right. So. Oh, <laughs> you, you really do need to make a habit of like, a career of that. <laughs> Because it's, like, scary how much you're right, just for prediction. I know. Uh, I just make guesses, and somehow they come. Do you have a time machine, Jess? Like, really? Let's be honest here. Well, no, because I do get the occasional series wrong. I didn't predict... But you could just be bluffing, though. You could just be doing that to make everyone think that you don't have a DeLorean sitting in your backyard. That's true. I guess we'll never know. (laughs) Or will we? (laughs) Secrets (laughs) cast. 
Oh, man. Um, but Johnny Cueto obviously could have been a Red Sox. He was not. So we're obviously kind of... And you get way less money. You get way less money. But he's pitching very well for the Giants right now, and I'm happy. I like the Giants. I'm not, I'm not a hater of the San Francisco uh, Giants. I like them a lot, so good for them. Um, one guy who was on the Red Sox radar but was just traded, so nope, not happening, was James Shields. Was this the right move, though, for the White Sox guys? Was the starting pitcher their biggest need? Obviously, they haven't been playing well as of late. Like, do they really need to go get James Shields this soon? I mean, I don't know if starting pitcher pitching was really their thing, but, I mean, James Shields is not... Like, I just... Doing well. I completely forgot about him. And I didn't... I like, when it said yeah. he was traded from the Padres, I was like, I, didn't, I totally forgot he was even playing. Like, I didn't I didn't know where he was. I had no idea what he was doing with his life. And now I know they're he's in Chicago. They're not but, making much of a difference because they're, they're 11 games under 500. <laughs> right. And he got, you know, when he used to be such... So solid and so good. And then he's, like, a huge big-name pitcher. And now he's getting traded for minor leaguers. And, and the thing is, too, is, like, you could have... They, I mean, he's been in discussion, like, the Red Sox made phone calls to the Padres, but, like, would we have really wanted him here? Like, is he any better than Clay Buckles? Yeah, maybe not. Like, I, I don't see him being a better option. I feel like you need to, if you're going to make a starting pitching move, you need to make a starting pitching move, not just trade for James Shields. Oh, I feel like at this point, they just feel like they were desperate, because they're only one game over 500 now. They have really, really fallen off the map. They were so good, and now they've just totally tanked basically the last month of the season. So at this point, I, where they're just like, all right, guys, we've totally just completely blown our season uh, from what we had. So we need to do something. So let's get a has-been. I mean, right? Can we call Shields a has-been at this point? I mean, yeah, no, definitely. Two I think and seven this year with a 428 ERA. That is ugly. Yeah, I don't look at the, the rotation. I mean, not the rotation. I don't look at the um, record. But the, the ERA is just as bad to match it, so I think that's what I go off of more. Um, the record, they're they're a terrible team, so I don't really care about the record when it's that case. But the ERA is not good either, so I um, it's just it's just terrible. Um, one guy who's terrible and finally has been let go of just misery is Carl Crawford. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to bring it up just because it's hilarious. He was DFA today uh, by the by the uh, Dodgers, and do you think his career is over, guys? Oh yeah, I hope so. No, I, I, he's not going to get claimed. Then he goes back to Tampa Bay. <laughs> That'd be great. He goes back to Tampa Bay and becomes, like, the best player in the league again. <laughs> okay, he goes back to being a stud. Like <laughs> That'd be hilarious. He got his money to do nothing. He still has $35 million left in his contract. He's gotten so yeah, much get... money since our deal and this guy. What a joke. This is the same deal the Red Sox signed him for, right? He's still on that deal. Oh, yeah, that's right. God, I can't this believe the... that's... Wow. That's... This is the deal the Red Sox signed him for. I feel like that was a million years ago. Yeah, he's still on the Red Sox contract. Oh God, it's horrible. It's terrible. Yeah, it's it's not good at all. Um, good but had definitely had to bring it up. His career is probably over. I would I think I would honestly laugh if he went back to Tampa Bay, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, he's probably done. He's going to ride off with his millions for doing absolutely nothing. Um, and God bless him. He did his thing. He got his money. But um, before we get out of here for the week, we're going to make predictions like we do every week. Um, this week's two at the Giants and three at the Twins. Really short week, five five games, two against pretty good team. Um, Jess, how, how are they going to do against the Giants this week? Yeah, I don't do this much, and I never pick the Sox to get swept because usually it's a three- or four-game series. But this being just two in San Francisco, I'm saying tough start to the week, lose both games to the Giants. They're my World Series pick, obviously, even though I think the Red Sox are going to win now. But um, <laughs> the Giants are the Giants are 35-23. and 23. They're just another a solid team again. They have good pitching. They're just a good team. And even though the Red Sox have played great, their record's not quite as good as the Giants. So if this was a home series, I'd probably be completely different with the two games. But being a road series in San Francisco, I'm going to lose both. Wow, that's uh, a rarity for you. I was shocked when I read that on the pre-show like prep sheet. I almost wrote split, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to be different. <laughs> and that's quite quite different. <laughs> that's me. That's me different. That's not you different. That's weird. Mm. Um, I have them splitting. So actually, I have them. I'm mean, more positive than you are this week. Um, I think that despite the bad week, I think that they're going to go in and have two great games against the Giants. Um, they're obviously a good team. My brother's actually going to be out there for one of them. He's going on a trip, All right. um, which is cool. But I think that they're going to split those games for sure. Lauren, uh, I'm agreeing with Jared, which is kind of. Woo! Rare for predictions. Oh. Um, I'm going split. Um, I think it's going to be a rough start, but I think they're going to take the second one. I think they're going to lose the first one going in West Coast 
games, time difference, and all that stuff. And, you know, the Giants, just like you said, their record is just a little bit better than ours. They have pitching and offense. and But I think we're going to go in there and take take one. Oh, does anybody have it in front of them who we're catching for pitchers this week yep, for them? just grabbed it. Um, Porcello and Price. No, for the Giants. Oh, for the Giants. Albert Suarez and Madison Bumgarner. Well, maybe okay, I'll so just go two. back to, maybe I'll think that they're going to lose both. <laughs> uh, no, they're going to win. They're going to win one. Who's Price going against? Bumgarner. Bumgarner. Well, that'd be fun to watch. Yeah, that's, that's um, Wednesday. It'll be a good game. Everyone's got to stay up. 10-15 game. I'll watch it. That'll be a good game. Um, but there you go. And then you have three at the Twins. Um, I'm, they're sweeping the Twins, right? Like, they can't not sweep the Twins. I really hope so. You've got to sweep this team. Lauren, you're on the same boat, right? Like, it, it, yeah. <laughs> like I almost want—I almost wanted to say win two out of three, but I'm like I can't. They're the twins. They're not good. I mean, I want—I don't want them to lose any games to the twins. I think they—it is going to be a sweep, but something could go wrong. Something has gone wrong with worse teams, and but I'm—I'm going to stay positive, and I'm going to say it's a short week. They have a lot of off days, so going nice four in one week. They're going to sweep the twins. Yeah, this is how I felt with the AA series. I thought, I, and I didn't pick sweep, and I don't think either of us did, but um, because of, like, the, oh, let's, maybe something will go wrong. But I'm over that. If, if I'm just going to, we have to go with our guts, um, and the twins aren't good. I have them going 4-1 and one this week. Lauren has them going 4-1 and one this week. Jess has them going 3-2 and two this week. Um, I want, so I want to do out. a nice 5-0 no week, but I decided to switch it up. <laughs> if they don't sweep, I'm glad if they don't sweep the Twins, uh, I mean, okay, they're 16-40, and 40, tied with the Braves. <laughs> so bad. They really are. Oh, they're 9-18 and 18 at home. They're 7-22 and 22 on the road. We're playing them in their home where they're 9-18. and 18, And if you're a 9-18 and 18 at home home team, you know you're really bad. There's talk of this team being one of the worst teams in history of baseball. So yeah. we better sweep this series. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be seriously concerned if we lose any of these games, unless there's like some freak like thing where something ridiculous happens or some like odd circumstance. But if we just get flat out beaten in any of these games, I'm gonna be a little concerned. They're sixteen and forty, guys. Yeah, it's gonna be awful to watch. It's gonna be well, it's gonna be fun to watch, hopefully, with all the runs they're gonna probably score, but oh, um, it won't yeah. be good baseball in that sense it should be easy games that would be nice after which they just had so um we'll see kind of how the week goes Wait, do you um think our that pitching's is- bad we've given up 267 runs they've given up 296 they've even given up 30 more runs than we have wow so that's awesome if our offense doesn't score like 20 runs each game like they did against the a's then something's wrong <laughs> it should be it should be the a series if not better it should like, be way so better we should be getting like, really excited should- for this because they should be really bad yeah, and it should be. That's the key. We'll see how the pitching holds yeah. up. But Buckles doesn't have to pitch, or Joe Kelly. So yeah. it's kind of a nice, like, let's not have to worry about that. Um, it also would be a good confidence booster for Rodriguez because he's going to get his next start mm-hmm. in that game. So he'll be able to get a good, nice start under his belt. But um, there you go, another week of Red Sox beat podcast help support the show by subscribing to our podcast on itunes and stitcher and please leave us a rating and review we'd love to know what you think and help you grow by the show by doing so today show was brought to you by loot crate and seek geek once again some great deals and more importantly you'd help us with this broadcast so we can come here every week like we do and bring you more uh, red sox coverage go to lootcrate.com for free offers um and of course you can follow us on twitter at red sox underscore beat facebook again is facebook um dot com of course but red sox beat podcast on the world's going with that um but that being said tough week we talked about but it's over it's done with we're going to move on um and next week we will be back previewing hopefully a five and two or six in one week until then for jess thomas and lauren campbell i am jared scally i'll talk to you next week see ya